Welcome to the Testimony Service Podcast, the podcast that will encourage you, increase your faith, and draw you closer to God. I'm your host, Martina. The Bible tells us that faith comes by hearing the Word of God. So in an effort to help our listeners' faith increase, each episode will begin with a scripture. Today's scripture comes from 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 17. So come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord. Do not touch anything that is not pure and clean. Then I will receive you. And now for episode 20, All In. Hi there. My name is Ben. So I'm originally from Fort Wayne, Indiana. Moved to 317 to Indianapolis, Indiana about uh, 20 years ago. The Lord uh, has done so much for me, no matter how I've been. I uh, was raised by an amazing man of God um, and his wife, my mom. My dad was an elder of a church. It was never enough. I, I, I wasn't living for Christ. I was living for me. I built all these idols around me. It was sports, alcohol, drugs, women. It uh, could never um, satisfy the way that Christ was getting ready to. I had no idea what was on the other end. I uh, remember seeing Christians and thinking they were a little off their rocker and couldn't understand some of that life. And it seemed like a lot of rules and a lot of restrictions. And back up a little bit, my dad was military um, before he found the Lord. And so I was raised in somewhat of a strict home uh, until he found the Lord. Then he uh, found the Lord's mercy and grace. And um, it wasn't as much, but that was where it started, those strict guidelines. So in my mind, I thought, well, that means I'm going to have to be perfect, and there's no way that I can be that. So I continued living my life until uh, that one day when I was 18 years old. I was a senior in high school. I'll never forget it. I um, had partied the night before went to my parents and told them I had messed up and um, I want to talk to the pastor because there was a, a young pastor that uh, was full of energy and, and full of the spirit um, as I found out now full of God's love and his joy and I uh, just had a way about him that I, I had no idea why and so I wanted to talk to him just to talk through everything I had going on and uh, we took the Lord's Prayer together at my parents house that's when Jesus entered into my heart and that amazing day, oh, wow, everything dropped. All my shame, all my anger, anything I had going on, I was free. All the chains were gone. And wow, I just simply had to ask for forgiveness for everything I'd done and ask for him to come into my heart and make a home and that I would be his for the rest of my days. And man, what a what an immediate change. I, I got rid of most of my CDs that I had been listening to. I just, I didn't want to listen to, at the time, 90s rap from the, from the secular side. Just the message it had. Not what I was about anymore. I wanted something different because the desire in me was after God's heart and not my own anymore and not of the world. And I went out and tried to change all my friends. I tried to help them all, everybody that I'd party with before. And then all of a sudden, I was the weirdo. I was the different one. And instead of letting God lead and the Spirit lead, I tried so hard. 
by nature, I'm, I'm a fixer. I love people, and I want to see the best for them. And so many times I tried on my own, and I didn't let the Spirit lead me. And eventually, after about six months to a year, it started fading out. My light started fading out. I didn't surround myself with the right group of people. And sure enough, I was back to that way uh, of living. Every once in a while, I would come back to God. I wasn't all in. I just wanted to dip my toe in, or I just wanted to go to Him when, when things were going really bad, or when somebody passed away. I didn't want to fully commit. No idea why, other than I wanted both. It was a struggle. It was a big struggle for a long time. I didn't fully commit. Up until about three years ago, I finally said, this is enough. I am living, trying to go to church every once in a while. And and let me be clear, church is not what it's about. Church is a, a beautiful thing. I highly recommend it. You can surround yourself and meet some amazing people in church and small groups. It's your daily relationship, your daily walk with Jesus is what it's about. However, I will say I stumbled into a church at wit's end, um, had made some poor decisions and put some idols up uh, that were mine, built on sand. And when I say idols, I mean things that I was serving in my heart. Some of those same things, I was picking back up and deciding to see what they would do for me. And sure enough, um, as if I forgot just like the people of uh, Egypt. They uh, <laughs> they all thought it would be good to be in slavery again with all those chains and be back and in something familiar, something that felt good on the skin, but sure didn't in my heart and did nothing but left me empty uh, and broken. Sure enough, there's Jesus with open arms. I simply had to ask for forgiveness again. He was already there. He just wanted to hear me ask for forgiveness and ask for him to come back. And so I I asked him to uh, please take over my life. I've made a mess of it. And he did. And he set me free once again, even though I didn't deserve it, even though I wouldn't have probably given that chance to somebody that did some of the things I did. But yet he was still there to say, you're my son. And it's okay. I forgive you. You've been set free once again. And then last year, I was reading a devotion. I was actually doing it with a friend to try and help him along. And he really got my attention because I was still drinking every once in a while. Would have a few here and there. And um, it was fine for the most part until it wasn't. And until I would have a few too many. I could hear inside of me that said, you can't handle it. Who are you serving? You need to choose who you're going to serve. You tell me. And so sure enough, I said, you're right. I can't. I can't do it anymore. I want to be all in. I don't want to just be fumbling along, saying prayers with people, walking around, high-fiving, shaking hands, like everything's great. And sure enough, my heart wasn't fully committed. And man, when I did, and I said, I'm all in. There's no turning back. That was beautiful. And now, if I don't surrender my heart every day, it's every day. It's deciding to choose. Okay, God, here's my heart. You tell me, Lord, where is it you want me? Where is it you need me? And going into his word. So I learned in this devotion was about Samson's story and more of it. 
as a kid, it was painted as this beautiful story about a strong man. Interesting enough, as I've researched deeper into this, and if you read some of the scripture, it doesn't even appear that Samson had strong muscles. It was all God who gave him strength. He was somebody that uh, thought he was strong enough on his own, just like I used to. I think I was strong enough on my own to handle things, and sure enough, I wasn't. But God, but God, and he stood up, and he's fought my battles for me. I've learned about four weapons that I have that God has given me, and that is the Word of God, the blood of Jesus, the Word of Jesus, Jesus' name, his name, just proclaiming his name. When you have that temptation come against you, when you're feeling not strong enough to fight it, there's that verse that says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That was my dad's life verse. And I didn't realize why until last year. All things, not just some rah-rah thing before we go out on the field and play a game or something to make us feel better for the moment. All things through Christ who strengthens me. Those four weapons, again, are the blood of Jesus, the name of Jesus, the Word of God is a huge one, and for me, worshiping Him. And if I put all four of those in line, along with putting myself around people who are there to build me up, encourage me, and strengthen me, those are huge. Having people praying for you on your behalf, calling out to them, and letting them know, I'm struggling, or I got this going on. Can you please pray with me or pray for me? Man, putting yourself around those people and having those four weapons to fight your battles make all the difference in the world because the Holy Spirit will do a work in you that you did not even know was possible to continue that pure peace and joy and love that only He can give, and He will give it to you freely if you ask for it. Amen. All right, Ben. Thank you so much for sharing. I appreciate that. I really do. So could you share some practical tips for surrendering daily? Yeah, practical tips for surrendering daily. Uh, For me, I'm doing uh, the Bible in one year recap, but I'm doing it with at least 10 other people. And so it's it's some accountability. And then there's um, what's called the Bible recap with Tara Lee Cobble and she breaks it down right now. I'm going through the old Testament and it helps a lot to break it down in a way that, um, some things I wouldn't see, um, that didn't jump off the page for me or some of the history and, you know, old laws and some of the Jewish traditions. Also, uh, I have a daily devotion called experiencing God day by day that I was given a little over 20 years ago. And I still read that. And then I like to do Proverbs for each day. And it's, it's interesting because it's not just day and night, but it's throughout the day, the worship, the praying, those things have been massive for me. So you said that you're doing the Bible with like 10 other people. So how do you find good people to do something like that with? Because I feel like, I don't know, when you try to get people together and some people are less dedicated than you, it can kind of throw you off and then... You just never get started because you're just so overwhelmed. So how did you come to meet these people and get get going with them? 
Yeah, that's a great question because uh, I feel like that is um, one of the most important things about going to church and actually getting outside your comfort zone and getting into a small group because you meet people uh, that set you off on a course that God wants to put you in. I mean, there's a reason there was 12 disciples, right? Because God knew uh, that these men on their own probably wouldn't have been able to do it. You know, those are some of the key things that we can do is to step outside of our comfort zone. Three years ago when I said I'm going to do something different, it was, that was one of the things. It was like, all right, I need to get into a small group. I need to get into a small group. But I got into that small group. And it's funny because the guys uh, told me later about six, seven months, they didn't think I was going to come back after the first week because I was telling them this very same thing. And I was like, I, I don't want to slip out anymore. I don't want to fade away. I, I, I'm sick of this happening and I need to do something different this time. And that was like one of the biggest parts that I um, left out other than saying surround myself with people to pray with and, and do life together. But um, that was one of the biggest things is deciding to get into a small group. Yeah, that's good. That's great advice. So I guess we'll wrap up with this, some words of advice for people who kind of are in the same boat that you were, where you didn't want to fully commit and that you kind of wanted to be on the fence and live both of those lifestyles. What words of advice would you give someone like that? Two of the things that I forgot to mention that have been a major part in all this is having a mentor, somebody that I can go to and talk to about what I have going on, or if I start believing some of those lies from the past about how I'm not good enough and those kind of things, they can remind me now I am because of God, but having a mentor and then having somebody that you can speak into or serve like a mentee and um, working with the youth for me personally has been beautiful. That's a big deal. Finding out what talents he's given you and go serve and not everybody can work with the youth. And um, if you can't, you shouldn't, (laughs) you know, you need to be where God wants to put you at because not only is it going to help others around you, but it's going to help you in ways you didn't even know was possible. You're not doing it out of a duty. You're giving part of your heart so that your cup can be overfilled. The more you give, uh, the more your cup is overfilled. I promise you it will happen. There's going to be times it doesn't seem like it fits. But man, does it ever when you find that. And you can touch just one person's life through God because God's the one doing it. But when you get to be that vessel, such a joy. Yeah, that's how I feel about this podcast. Um, It's crazy that Mm -hmm. God would give me this to launch April 1st, like during this whole Corona thing. I'm like, what? (laughs) But it definitely keeps me going, um, even on the bad days, knowing like this is bigger than me. um, And it gives me, you know, purpose and something to do every day. And so I totally agree with that. Yeah, having like a mentee or like something that you're working for, for God, like it really does help. Oh, yeah, for sure. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Testimony Service Podcast. We will be back next Wednesday. But in the meantime, go ahead and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Testimony Service Pod. And as always, here is a sneak peek of next week's episode. And as you can imagine, it's like your vacuum cleaner that you use at home to do your housework. But this one is one that they would insert inside you and just suck the features out. 
I regret having done that. <laughs>